What's up, y'all? This is your girl Jasmine, and this is your daily dose of slay. And you are tuned into the number one podcast for my ratchet professionals, my educated gangsters, and my corporate savages. So stay tuned, get ready to laugh, and get ready to hear some real shit. Let's go. This episode is sponsored by the worst bodega ever. It's on the corner of 116th and 2nd. And I went to get three bacon, egg, and cheese sandwiches. And they gave me fake bacon. I don't know what it was, yo. It could have been rat. It could have been cat. It could have been dog. Like, all I know is that shit was not bacon. It was disgusting. So don't don't go there if you in El Barrio. This Daily Dose of Slay goes out to my very own boyfriend, Brian Velez, because he just dropped his book on Amazon. Um, he co-wrote it with Michael Barrientos, and it's all about Bitcoin and just all crypto assets. It's called Gold Rush 2.0, um, and it's about decrypting crypto. That's a little, that's a little subtitle. You know you fancy when you got a subtitle because it's like, oh, you need a little bit more. You know, you know. Um, and this is going to teach you everything there is to know about crypto assets. And I say crypto assets because there are cryptocurrencies, there are crypto infrastructures, and the book goes into detail about defining what they are. And it also explains blockchain technology because, I mean, like, what is that, right? Well, actually, I know I read the book 100 times. It's a great book. Go check it out. It's on Kindle and it's on Amazon. So look it up. Gold Rush 2.0. <laughs> What's up, y'all? It's your girl, Jasmine. I hope you had a great Labor Day weekend. I know I did. But before I get into that, just want to go back to my Daily Dose of Slay for a second. You know, a couple episodes ago, I spoke all about the racial wealth gap. And it's just so important to just educate yourself about what crypto crypto is. You know, a lot of times, people don't have resources to learn new things. But nowadays, like you literally have everything at your fingertips. So... Get the book, read about it, learn about it. If there's anything as far as investing goes, like I would always recommend everybody learn a little something anyways. Um, and now that we have something brand new coming out, like you never know where it might go. So at least learn about it. Remember, y'all, we're trying to get rich for your legacy. All right, your legacy. So Labor Day weekend just passed. Mine's was hella lit. Um, I went to Bear Mountain and I went hiking. Yo, your girl went hiking, son. And I, you know, I was mad good at it. Like, I'm just, you know, when you're just so naturally talented, you just do some random shit and you're like, damn, this is easy. And, you know, I know, I know it's, it sounds like, oh, my God, but hiking ain't that easy. Let me tell you something. This trail was really long and my feet was hurting. And I was like, damn, I don't know how people did this shit back in the day. But you know what? It's all good. I had a great time. Um, the food was good. There was a little in there. We saw some animals. There was like a mini zoo, like 20 different species. You know what? There was a bald eagle there. And I was like, damn, I really understand why the eagle represents America because this shit looked arrogant as fuck like this eagle looked so proud like like it was the biggest guy in the fucking world and it was looking at everybody like you wait you puny humans you wait till i get out this cage it was kind of crazy i was like damn that really is america and on Sunday, I went to the Yankees game and we lost, but it's all good because it's still my home team. So you got to represent and you just you always got to support your home team. Even, even if they're losing, you got to support your home team. That's that's fucking loyalty right there. Right. That's love. Um, but yeah, anyways, so back to the game. Um, a shout out to all the people hustling on 161st. Like 
I'm talking Coco Mango Cherry, Mad Ices. Everyone and their moms is selling water and everyone has a different tagline. One person's like, don't pay $5, let's get it here. And another one is like, oh my God, it's $7 over there, $1 over here. They are hustling. And I think that's slay because everyone needs a little side hustle. And if you're not going to be doing anything on Sunday, then I mean, I, I, I support that. I support that. So let's get right into it. For those of you that don't know, Colin Kaepernick has a case against the NFL because he thinks that they colluded to keep him out of the sport. So basically, he can go to other teams and they can sign him, give him a contract and all of that. But no one has done it. And he's like, well, the only reason they haven't done this is because of my protests. And he thinks the NFL reached out to the teams to make sure that no one would sign him. So... There's a collusion case on it. It's actually a really big deal that it's going to trial. So Nike turned around and they made Kaepernick a part of their new campaign. And it says, believe in something, even if it means sacrificing everything, which is literally exactly what he did. Like he basically sacrificed his career for the sake of a protest because he wants to stand for what's right. I dig that. Love Cap. Ain't got nothing bad to say about him. Now, Nike, everyone is giving them this like round of applause. Like, oh my God, yay Nike, yay Nike, yay Nike. But... I don't know. I'm thinking it's a little it's a little late for that, you know, and before I get into just the whole campaign, the NFL is looking at Nike really sideways right now because Nike makes all of the NFL costumes, not costumes. Oh, my God, that is so disrespectful. He makes all of their uniforms. (laughs) Oh, I'm rude. But anyways, so back to what is really going on here. Listen, if Nike really wanted to do this, for what it meant for actually wanting to raise awareness and bring justice and just just to, to continue the protest and to stand with Kaepernick and with everyone else that is behind him. They would have done this a lot sooner, but they didn't do it sooner. Why is that? Because it wasn't the right moment. So they basically just waited for this to reach a new a new height. So that they could figure out a way to profit off of it. And that's the way I'm looking at it. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm, I stand with Cap and I am happy that Nike is bringing this awareness and making him the face of the campaign. It's like, if you hungry and somebody's like, yo, you want some food? You got to take it no matter what. Even if they trying to offer it to you really late after you, they've been watching you starve for mad long. Like, you still going to take the fucking food, right? You still going to be grateful, right? That's kind of how it feels. Like, yes. Thank you. Thank you, Nike. But at the end of the day, you don't have me fooled. I know that deep down, this is just, I think it's just corporate greed. It's got to be corporate greed. Because if they were really in it for the morality, they would have been in it from the beginning. And... I'm not even going to throw stones. I'm not going to knock anybody because, uh, like, business is business, and they are doing business. But I just want to say I am not fooled, and I know what it is, and I don't think that deep down they really, really care. Now, let's talk about for a second how this is actually going to affect Nike. So there's there's two sides. There's two sides here. You have people that are like, oh, I'm going to boycott Nike. I'm a racist. Blah. And then you have people on the other side that's like, yeah, go Nike. I'm going to buy more shit. So it's like it's so split. But I think that this is going to be a great move for Nike. First off, Cap is so polarizing right now. And that's that's also probably why no one even wants him on the team. It's just too much 
too much attention that they don't want. And it's gonna, it's it's just gonna bring problems. And I know that that's how they're seeing it. The same way, you know, they wouldn't want someone on their team that's out there fighting dogs and shit. You know, I feel like the team owners see this like the same and it's not the same and they are not even on the same playing field. But for whatever reason, the team are looking at Cap as if he's almost doing something wrong so that they don't want him on the team. So that's what's happening there. And so people that support not having him on the team, they're like, oh, I'm not going to buy Nike anymore. I don't really think that those people matter. Because the people that are saying that, they're like super, super left wing. And are, are they even buying Nike? What are they buying? The fucking running shoes? Like there's mad other stuff that's from Nike that you know people of color are the ones that's buying it. Fucking white ups. I've been rocking white ups since I was like five. Like I'm still buying them. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And Nike would not do this if it wasn't going to be a money move for them. You know, like... You have you have you have teams that won't even take him and this is this is his job. He is a football player. And then you have Nike coming out like, "You know what? I'm going to throw you all over the place." It's because they know they're going to make money off of it. They know if they drop the cap sneaker tomorrow, that shit's going to be sold out. There's going to be a line for it tonight. People are going to be intense and it's a, it's a wrap. Also, I just want to add that this is bringing so much publicity to Nike even from people that don't even buy Nike. Like, they might gain a fan. You know, not everyone buys Nike, even though I know that's really hard to believe. Maybe it's like 1% of the population. Um, you know, it's probably flyover country that they don't buy Nike because they like their New Balance, you know, you know. But, yeah, they might even gain people that want to support their business and they want to buy their clothes. They want to buy their sneakers just because of this. So, just like from a business lens, it makes such it just makes so much sense, and it's such a good idea. I see this as a win-win situation for Nike, um, but don't don't be fooled. They maybe they really do care. Maybe it took two years. I don't know why it would take two years, but maybe 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 they really do care. But corporate greed, that shit's everywhere. So people talking about the thing they want to boycott this. I don't think it's going to work at all. Fuck those people. <laughs> just, just fuck those people. That's so petty. To even to even say, like, this is where I draw the line, you know, with this whole cap situation, I'm going to boycott anyone that supports cap, I kind of think that is ridiculous because people are making this about patriotism. This is not about patriotism. This is a protest about police brutality, and everyone is forgetting what the fuck it's about or they're just not even trying to listen to what it's about. And that's bullshit. If anyone tells you otherwise, like, oh, no, this is this is disrespectful to the veterans, it's not disrespectful to the veterans because the veterans, they want everyone to have free speech. And you know what? Everyone in this country fucking is like, yes, free speech, free speech, until people turn around and say something that is against their own speech that doesn't agree with what they think. Then out of nowhere, it's like, oh, my God, how can we let this happen? And all I could think is, oh, my God, cry me a river. Until it happens to me. Because, yeah, I know I'll be contradicting myself and I'll be the first one like, oh, my God, how could they say something like that? Put them in jail. Um, but, yeah, but that, that type of thinking is just never all right. So, I mean, either you for the protest or you against it. And if you're against it, just, just shut up. Don't use your voice to silence other voices. So the other day I was listening to Gary Vaynerchuk and if you don't know him, he's just a great entrepreneur and he's a motivational speaker but doesn't want to be known as that. But anyways, I was listening to his podcast, The Gary V Audio Experience and he was talking about branding and content and things like that and then it kind of hit me because 
earlier I had seen a post about how people straight up be lying on Instagram. And we all know this. So this guy was talking about how he was in the club and he saw this girl that he had went to school with and he had followed her on Instagram too. And she looked really bored in the club. Like she was sitting down, texting on her phone. Like the club wasn't popping. It was like a random Wednesday, Thursday night or something like that. And she posted this picture on Instagram, like bottles. Like it was the most fun looking picture that you could ever have on Instagram. And he was just like, yo, like that's mad fake. Why do people do that? And then I was listening to Gary V and I was thinking about that story and I was thinking just there's such a difference between curating yourself and fucking lying on Instagram and I just I, I want to get into it so lying on Instagram it's a big thing I think honestly more than half the people on Instagram lie versus actually keep it real and the difference between lying and curating I'm, I'm gonna show i'm gonna tell you guys through like situations okay if you out here taking pictures of money that's not yours that's lying on instagram if you're out here taking pictures of clothes that ain't yours or that you trying on in the fitting room that is lying on instagram if you are pretending you are on vacation when you know damn well you're in your house or you sitting in your cubicle pissed as hell at your shitty ass job that's lying on instagram if you out here posting pictures talking about all natural when you know damn well you done that's lying on instagram if you out here stealing pics from other people and acting like they're yours like vacation pictures, that's lying on Instagram. If you catfishing somebody, that's lying on Instagram. If you saying happy to be single when you just got out of a long ass relationship and the breakup probably wasn't that good, that's lying on Instagram. You know you hurting. We all hurt a little bit. Now, curating looks completely different. You know, curating is about making sure your posts keep consistent with the brand of your entire page. That's not really lying. Lying is a falsehood, but when you're curating, it's all real. So like my Instagram is really curated. Like I try to make sure everything is slave related, bad bitch related, you know, and yeah, it's curated. So my personal Instagram, though, there's nothing, nothing curated there. I throw random stuff there. OK, so curated, it fits with a brand. And just anything else is other, but there's curated and there's lying. If you are like a blogger, then fine. I kind of understand why you lie a little bit. Like, oh my God, I love this outfit I just bought. And then you're going to return it. I get that. I get that. Because not everybody got blogger money to be a real blogger. You know what I'm saying? So that's cool. But if you're just like the type of person that lies about where you are and who you're on vacation with and how you got 50 million friends when you just met those people, then that that's lying on Instagram. And that is just so corny. I don't know why people do that. You know, actually, I do know why people do that. People do that because they care so much about what other people think. Honestly, I cannot remember a time where I was happy and cared what people think about me at the same damn time. Like, that just doesn't exist. If you want to... If you want to be happy, you need to not care about what people think. At the end of the day, the only opinion that matters is yours and maybe a couple people that, you know, you obviously want them to think good of you, like people in your family. That's cool. But to have strangers to even care about what strangers think, they paying your damn bills? Hell no. I used to be like that. I ain't going to front. I used to want everyone to think I was pretty. I used to want everyone to think I was cool. And eventually, like, you grow out of that. And if you don't grow out of that, 
I think you're just like a small-minded person because the more open-minded you are, you can learn new things. And that's probably something that's going to lead to your growth. But some people, they just don't grow. And I feel like if you're older and you care about what people think, you just haven't grown enough as a person. I think you're immature. Like, that's such an immature mindset. It doesn't affect you at all if everyone likes you or if everybody hates you. Like, that's... It's almost not your business. Like, it's not your business what people think about you. So why even worry about it? When you care about what other people think of you, you don't have that opportunity to grow into who you're meant to be. For anyone listening here that's, like, insecure, always wondering about that, it doesn't matter. Also, for anyone out there that's shy, you could literally be a new fucking person every time you meet somebody because they have no idea who you are. You could... You could be 20 different characters. Go go explore something. But caring what people think is so stifling. It feels almost like being in a prison. Like you can't do exactly what you want because even though you like it, other people might not like it. Or you can't, you know, maybe go outside with no makeup because you're scared people might think you're ugly. Or, you know, you can't go to this event because you don't know if you should even be there. You feel like you don't belong. Like all of that type of shit has to do with what other people think and that really affects you so bad like just it's so negative so yeah I just want to say stop caring what people think congratulations you played yourself on that note I'm out of here y'all have a good week I'm gonna be back next week stay tuned and go to teespring.com search daily dose of slay and get yourself some merch deuces